Welcome to Zichud Asim Mani Mamarei Ram Goldhai and Tirim Rasechus Baba Kama Daf Gimel. The first parak Arba Avos. The first parak is sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Moshe and Devorah Smith and is dedicated to our courageous soldiers of Saul, the remarkable citizens of Israel, and to all incredible Jewish people. May Kodesh Baruch Hu watch over all of us and grant Israel a complete victory over Hamas and the return of all the hostages safely. So the few times we're going to focus on number one, and Bryson was taught that the word Meshulach, and he sends forth, refers to damages of regal. As the Pasuk says, Meshulach regal hamor, that send forth the foot of the ox and the donkey. The word Ubir, and it consumes, refers to damages of shame. As the Pasuk says, Kashi Yaver tumo, as the tooth consumes until the end. Without the Pasuk which supports explaining Meshulach as regal, both might have referred to shame. And one Pasuk obligates payment for shame where the animal totally consumes the object, and the other teaches he must pay even where the item is not completely destroyed. Without the Pasuk which supports explaining Ubir as shame, both might refer to regal. One Pasuk obligates payment for damages where the animal went on its own and damaged someone's property. And the other Pasuk obligates payment where its owner sent it to the property. Now that one Pasuk refers to Shane and the other to Regal, we derive that Shane is obligated even where the damage is not complete, because the Pasuk of Regal implies even incomplete destruction, and we derive that Regal pays even where it was not sent, because the Pasuk of Shane implies even such damage. Point number two, after proving that all the Toldos are identical to the Avos, the Gemara concludes that when Rapapa said that some Toldos are not identical to their Av, he was referring to a Tolda of Regal, specifically Bechassinezik Sroros, the half damages paid for damage caused by pebbles which shot out from the feet of a walking animal. The Hochas of Gemirila, which is learned from Halacha Moshmi Sinai, that it only pays half damages despite being a Tolda of Regal, since it's caused by normal walking. The Gemara asks why it is categorized as regal, since it only pays half damages, and explains L'shol min to pay from choice property, meaning from his own possessions, even beyond the value of the damaging animal, as opposed to Karen, whose half-damaged payments cannot exceed the damaging animal's value. Although Rabba was uncertain if Sroer's payments are made in excess of the animal's value, Rapapa held they are. According to Rava, Sroros is categorized as regal to exempt it from paying for damages, which took place in Rishus Rabim, like all regal. And point number three, Amarim dispute the meaning of Mava in the Mishnah. Rav says Mava Adam. Mava refers to man who damages, and Shmuel says Mava ze Hashain. Mava refers to Shane. Rav's interpretation is based on a Pasuk saying about man, If you seek forgiveness, seek. And Shmuel's interpretation is based on a Pasuk which says, Aesop's hidden things have been sought out, which Rav Yosef translated as Iskalyan, exposed. Mava refers to teeth which are sometimes covered and sometimes exposed. After the more explains that neither interpretation fits precisely in the grammatical structure of Mavit, it explains the point of contention. Rob holds Tana Shorvakomili de Shor. The Tana taught ox as a primary damager, which includes all types of ox damages, Karen, Shane, and Regal. So Mavit cannot refer to Shane. Shmuel can respond, The Tana taught ox referring to damages done with its horn, and taught Mava referring to damages done with his teeth. Ultimately, Rabbi will explain that ox refers to regal according to Shmuel. So once again, the three points are number one. And Abraisa was taught that the word Meshilach, and he sends forth, refers to damages of regal, as the Pasuk says, Meshalchi regal ha that send forth the foot of the ox and the donkey. The word Ubir, and it consumes, refers to damages of shame, as the Pasuk says, Kashi yaver tumo, as the tooth consumes until the end. Without the Pasuk which supports explaining Meshilach as regal, both might have referred to shame. And one Pasuk obligates payment for Shane where the animal totally consumes the object, and the other teaches he must pay even where the item is not completely destroyed. Without the Pasuk which supports explaining Ubir as Shane, 
Both might refer to regal. One Pasuk obligates payment for damages where the animal went on its own and damaged someone's property. And the other Pasuk obligates payment where its owner sent it to the property. Now that one Pasuk refers to Shane and the other to Regal, we derive that Shane is obligated even where the damage is not complete because the Pasuk of Regal implies even incomplete destruction. And we derive that Regal pays even where it was not sent because the Pasuk of Shane implies even such damage. Point number two, after proving that all the toldos are identical to the avos, the Gemara concludes that when Rapapa said that some toldos are not identical to their av, he was referring to a tolda of regal, specifically Bechassinezik Sroros, the half damages paid for damage caused by pebbles which shot out from the feet of a walking animal. The Hilchos of Gemirila, which is learned from Halacha Moshe Sinai, that it only pays half damages despite being a tolda of regal, since it's caused by normal walking. The Gemara asks why it is categorized as regal, since it only pays half damages, and explains Lashol Min Aliyah to pay from choice property, meaning from his own possessions, even beyond the value of the damaging animal, as opposed to Karen, whose half-damaged payments cannot exceed the damaging animal's value. Although Rubble was uncertain if Srower's payments are made in excess of the animal's value, Rapapa held they are. According to Rava, Sroros is categorized as regal to exempt it from paying for damages, which took place in Rishus Rabim, like all regal. And point number three, Amaraim dispute the meaning of Mava in the Mishnah. Rav says Mava Adam. Mava refers to man who damages, and Shmuel says Mava Hashain. Mava refers to Shain. Rav's interpretation is based on a Pasuk saying about man, if you seek forgiveness, seek. And Shmuel's interpretation is based on a Pasuk which says, Nivu Matzmonav, Esav's hidden things have been sought out, which Rav Yosef translated as Iskalyan, exposed. Mava refers to teeth which are sometimes covered and sometimes exposed. After the more explains that neither interpretation fits precisely in the grammatical structure of Mavit, it explains the point of contention. Rob holds Tana Shorvakomili de Shor. The Tana taught ox as a primary damager, which includes all types of ox damages, Karen, Shane, and Regal. So Mavit cannot refer to Shane. Shmuel can respond, Tanashorokarno Umavilushino. The Tana taught ox referring to damages done with its horn, and taught Mava referring to damages done with his teeth. Ultimately, Rabbi will explain that Ox refers to Regal according to Shmuel. All right, so now we go to our Simon Dav Gimel, and our standard Simon is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. And the Nazikan camel that damaged property with its Regal, while consuming property with its chain, kicked up some Chetzi Nezik Sroros, which accidentally hit a Mava man while he was busy trying to seek forgiveness. Once again, slow motion. Nenazikin camel, camel, that must be more in Dav, gimel, gamal. Nenazikin camel, the damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with its shame, which reminds us, in a it was taught that the word Bishilach and he sends forth, refers to damages of regal, and the word ubir, and it consumes, refers to damages of shame. From the fact that one pasuk refers to shame and the other to regal, we derive that shame is obligated even where the damage is not complete, because the pasuk of regal implies even incomplete destruction, and we derive that regal pays even where it was not sent because the Pusik of Shane implies even such damage. So, the Nazikan camel that damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with its chain, kicked up some chetzi nezik sroros, which reminds us that after proving that all the totals are identical to the avos, the Gemara concludes that when Rapapa said that some totals are not identical to their av, he was referring to the tolda of regal specifically, the chetzi nezik sroros, the half damages paid for damage caused by pebbles which shot out from the feet of a walking animal, the Hilchus Gemirla, which is learned from a halach of Moshe Misina that it only pays half damages, despite being a told of regal, since it's caused by normal walking. So the Nazikan camel that damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with a chain, kicked up some chetzi nezik sroros, which accidentally hit a mava man while he was busy trying to seek 
forgiveness, which reminds us, Amarim dispute the meaning of Mava in the Mishnah. Rava says, Mava Zahada, Mava refers to man who damages, and Shmuel says, Mava Zahashain, Mava refers to Shane. Rav's interpretation is based on the passage saying about man, in if you seek forgiveness, seek. Rav holds Tana Shor of a Kol Shor. The Tana taught ox as a primary damager, which includes all types of ox damages. Karen, Shane, and Rego, so Mava cannot refer to Shane. Shmuel can respond, Tana Shor Karno, Umava Ushino. The Tana taught ox referring to damages done with its horn, and taught Mava referring to damages done with its teeth. Ultimately, Rav will explain that ox refers to Rego, according to Shmuel. So once again, and then Ezekiel can camel the damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with its shame. Kicked up some chetzi nezik sroros, which accidentally hit a mava man while he was busy trying to seek forgiveness. All right, so now it's time for four blabach hazara. Daf pei. So the simon daf pei is a painter. So here goes. The painter, painter. That must be more in daf pei. The painter was so engrossed in painting a picture of what was presumed to be a family about to get skila and sreifa, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan says, Malkin al-Chazakos, we administer Malkos based on legal presumptions, and Solkin al-Sorfin al-Chazakos, we execute by stoning and burning based on legal presumptions. This second ruling is based on Rabbi Baruchuna's statement that in a case where a man, woman, young boy, and young girl all grew up in the same house, creating the unproven presumption that their parents and their children, Niskalin Zalzeh, they are stoned to death because of each other, meaning if the boy has relations with a woman, presumed to be his mother, and they're burned to death because of each other, meaning if the girl's relations with the man presumed to be her father. So the painter was so engrossed in painting a picture of what was presumed to be a family about to get skila and sreifa that he didn't notice his son playing with some dough next to a dead sheretz, which reminds us, Rishonkish said, We burn truma based on legal presumptions indicating it became tame. But Rabbi Yochanan said, We do not burn truma based on legal presumptions. This parallels another malchukas they have. A Mishnah teaches that if a child is found near a dough and the dough is in his hand, Rabbi rules the dough Torah and the Chachamim say it's tame. Because it's the way of a child to play with shratzim and garbage heaps rendering him tame, and by extension the dough he appears to have touched. So the painter was so engrossed in painting a picture of what was presumed to be a family about to get skila and sreifa that he didn't notice his son playing with some dough next to a dead sheretz, nor the woman secluded in a room next door with two men. Which reminds us, the next mission teaches the laws of Yichud, a man may not be in Yichud with two women, but a woman may be in Yichud with two men. Abraisa explains the distinction between two men and two women, because women's minds are light to be persuaded, and both may agree to sin. Daf Pe'alv, so the simran Daf Pe'alv is a grandpa. So here goes. The grandpa, grandpa, that must be around Daf Pe'alv. The grandpa who was in the city when his wife was in Yichud at home with a plumber, which reminds us, Rav said Malkin al Yichud. We administer rabbinical Malkus for Yichud, but do not forbid a married woman to her husband based on Yichud. Ravashi said that even Malkus are not given to a married woman lest people think she committed adultery and received Malkus because the death penalty is not applicable today and that her children are mamzerim. Rabbi said, If her husband is in the city, we're not concerned about Yichud since she's afraid that her husband may come at any time. So the grandpa who was in the city when his wife was in Yichud at home with a plumber intended to sin and eat pork, but mistakenly ate lamb. Which reminds us, the Bryce explains the Pasuk, Her husband revoked her nadarim, and Hashem will forgive her, as referring to a woman who violated her nadarim without knowing they were revoked, and it implies she requires forgiveness. Rabbi Kiva would weep when reaching this Pasuk and say, if someone intended to eat pork and lamb's meat came to his hand, meaning he intended to eat non-kosher but mistakenly ate kosher, the Torah says it requires atonement and forgiveness, as evidenced by a woman whose nadarim were revoked, then someone who intended to eat pork and did all the more so.
So the grandpa was in the city when his wife was in Yuchud at home. With the plumber intended to sit and eat pork, but mistakenly a lamb, while visiting his sister alone in her home, which reminds the Mishnah taught that one may be secluded with his mother or daughter. Ravasi said, a man may be secluded occasionally with his sister, but may not reside alone with her, but he may reside alone with his mother or daughter because he's not tempted to sin with him. Shmuel said, it's forbidden to be secluded with all arrivals in the Torah, even with an animal. Daf Pei Base. So the simmer Daf Pei Base is peanut butter. So here goes. The boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business. Peanut butter? That must mean we're on Daf Pei Base. The boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean an easy trade, which reminds us in the final mission of the Masefta, Rumer says, A person should always teach his son a clean and easy trade, and he should daven to he whom all wealth and possessions belong, for there's no trade that does not include poverty and wealth, because neither poverty nor wealth is a result of a trade. Rather, everything depends on one's merit. So the boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade, who felt bad for his friend whose father worked as a tanner, which reminds us it was taught, Ashri Misha Rose Horobuminus Maula. Fortune is he who sees his parents in a superior trade. Oilo Misha Rose Horobuminus Paguma, and woe is he who sees his parents in an inferior trade. Similarly, the world requires both perfume merchants and tanners. Fortune is he who is a perfume merchant, and woe is he who is a tanner. So the boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade, who felt bad for his friend whose father worked as a tanner, was jealous of the boy whose father put aside every trade in the world and only taught his son Torah, which reminds us, in a bright Rabbi Nuroi says, I put aside every trade in the world, and I only teach my son Torah, because every trade only provides for a person in his youth when he can perform it, but in his old age he's left exposed to hunger. But Torah is not so, it stands by a man in his youth, and gives him a future and a hope in his old age, because he receives reward for previous study, even if he's too sick or old to do so. So the simmer dab base is a bias, a house. So here goes. In front of the Nazikin house, house, that must be one dab base, bias. In front of the Nazikin house, featuring four rooms for the Arba Ovens Nazikin, which reminds us, the mission states that there are Arba Ovens Nazikin, a shore, a boar, mav, and ever, and then identifies which of them have things in common with each other and which do not. So, in front of the Nazikin house, featuring four rooms for the Arba Avos Nazikin, and a list of the totals of Shabbos and Tuma, posted on the front door, which reminds us from the term Avos, but called the Ekatodos, it's implied that there are some categories of damagers which can be derived from the primary damagers. The Gemara asks, Todosen Kiyotzbehen, Ulav Kiyotzbehen, are the subcategories similar to the law to the primary categories, like the totals of Shabbos, or not, like the totals of Tuma? So, in front of the Nazikin house, featuring four rooms for the Arba Avos Nazikin, and a list of the totals of Shabbos and Tuma, posted on the front door, a shore did Nagif with his horns, to another shore, which reminds us, the Gemara lists the totals of Karen, damaged the goring. We have Nagifa, pushing, Neshicha, biting, Ravitsa, squatting, and Be'ita, kicking. The Gemara asks that just as goring is an Av, because the Torah writes, Ki yigach, if an ox shall gore, pushing should also be considered an Av, since the Torah writes, Ki yigof, if an ox shall push. It answers that the word pushing in the Pusik means goring, striking with horns, as evidenced by the Torah switching to the term goring in the same Pusik. The Gemara explains that goring is used regarding a human victim, whereas pushing is used regarding an animal victim. Because a man has muzzle intelligence, it writes goring because more forceful intent would be required to harm him, as opposed to an animal. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn that what was he that sees his parent in an inferior trade, like a tanner? That's on Duff.
Pebes. Good number two. Which stuff you have a case where a father married his daughter off on the road and then she accepted condition and was found to be a Bulgaris? That's on Duff. Ayn test. Good number three. Which stuff you learned about Chatzinezik's Roros? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number four. Which stuff you learned Nagicha refers to goring a man and Nagifa refers to goring an animal? That's on Duff. Base. Good number five. Which other one we give Malkus based on Chazakos and we give Skila and Srefa based on Chazakos? That's on Duff. Pay. Good number six. Which Duff do we give Malkus, Rab and Shmuel, whether Mav refers to Adam or Shane? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number seven. Which Duff do we give the question whether Todo Sen Kiyotzebehen or Love Kiyotzebehen? That's on Duff. Base. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have malchus? Whether kidesh loke, whether a cone who married a woman prohibited to him incurs malchus even without having relations. That's on dav. Ayin ches. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have Rabbi Horai said that he set aside every trade and only taught his son Torah. That's on dav. Pay base. Good number ten. Which stuff do we discuss? What we learned having regal and shane in the same pasuk. That's on dav. Gimel, excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldhar from Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.